0: Hi, I'm Jeff, I'm John, and this is Renewed Brain. Today we have a special Christmas episode, and joining us this week is our good friend and fellow ministry student. (laughs) Introduce yourself, say hi. (laughs) Hey, Drew Borowski here. Yeah, so like I said, we're doing a special Christmas episode. We're still, we're pumped we're going to be starting out in January. We've got a bunch of episodes going, we have more coming. We're stoked. We're gonna rock your socks off with revelation of the word and um,
1: of
2: <laughs> who God is. So, just be prepared to just take your socks off at the start. So <laughs> cold feet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, get a blanket or something. I mean, cause prepare.
1: <laughs> your socks
2: will not be on. That's, that's all I have to say.
0: Yeah. So today we're talking about Starbucks. And how this company would take their perfectly fine brown cups, turn them Christmas red, and, you know, completely be against Christmas. It's
2: it's completely blasphemy that they would not put Santa or his elves on a cup because it's obvious that Santa was there when Jesus was born. It's in the first book of blasphemy, verse 4. You know, when Jesus was born and Santa gave him a gift. And then on top of that, he
0: was born in a tree, so... Yeah. I mean, a Christmas, like a pine tree. Yeah, that pine so, like
1: in Middle East, the well, pine tree. From what I in the in the book so. of blasphemy that I read it talks about um Santa giving the baby Jesus, the Christ child, um, the gift of the essential oil oh, known yeah. as peppermint. Oh yeah. yeah I mean Something about that, that's why we have
0: candy canes. Or, yeah. um, and that's why Starbucks is, you know, definitely going to hell or Did you know like that, that candy
2: canes actually exist because of a priest that made them up so that kids would shut up in church? Are you serious? I'm serious. <laughs> a Catholic priest invented candy canes so that kids could suck on them during service.
1: They're my favorite. Catholic yeah.
0: priests. Yeah, you know honey. what? But he got his message across. Yeah. Anyways.
1: <laughs> I'm real quick, I want to throw out there, Starbucks does sell advent calendars. There you go. Which, I mean, if, you, if you're looking to be excited about uh, the birth of your savior, that is definitely a practice worth practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Observing the advent calendar. Yeah. The
0: advent, yeah. I mean, no, I'm sure none of us really have a problem with Starbucks. We just Mm-mm. wanted to have a good laugh before we started off here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I guess the, the real question we have on our hearts this year, or I have on my heart this year, is I've been thinking like, how do I really want to spend Christmas? Like, seeing family is is great, and giving gifts is great, and getting gifts is great. <laughs> but like, I felt like I've I've come to this point where I've I've grown up, and playing with toys and getting a whole bunch of toys on christmas isn't like it's not fulfilling (laughs) and like i'm spending time with family who most of them don't care if i exist anyways and it's just like how do i find the real spirit of christmas and how am i going to share that with my family you know so i just wanted to open up
1: that question I say it's futile because, I mean, I know I'm going to get socks, and they're going to get blown off in January by the revelation we're going to have. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, no, I think, you know, um, the birth of Jesus, I mean, we, we always say that Christmas is based on the birth of Jesus, but I think the real question is, do we really believe it in our hearts, you know? Do you really believe that Christmas is based on the birth of Jesus? Because if it really is, you just look at the birth of, of Christ. And the birth of Christ, you know, Jesus drew all men unto him. So basically at his birth, he created community. And so, you know, when we're with our families, I don't think it's necessarily focusing on the fact of how they are going to be... Um, reacting towards you i think it's just the the simple reality that we have to we have to display community to them because they don't i mean most people don't really know what what that really looks like as far as you know just loving them asking them questions questions asking them what they're interested in like that's simple community and love right there you know and and jesus his birth brought freedom to us You know, to be light into this world. And if if we're going to be the light in the world, then it's part of, you know, who we are is to provoke questions, you know, for people that are in our lives. You know, maybe there's people in your life that don't really believe in Jesus. And maybe, you know, it's good to bring it up every once in a while and provoke questions. Maybe that's how you're supposed to spend your Christmas. Maybe you're supposed to spend your Christmas... Doing what you always do. And what you always love to do. But really at, at the end of it all. Um, at the end of the day. For Christmas. What I always look forward to. Is just being together with my family. Because we're all grown up. We're all older now. It's harder to get together. On a weekly basis. So it's like when we get together. It's fun just to enjoy each other's company. And just really love on each other. And so. Um you know and I think it's just the, the mental and the emotional choice of choosing to love that person you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know cause that's, that's something that's made everyday like when you're a believer of Christ it wasn't just one time that you made the choice and the decision it's a mental choice an emotional choice and decision that you make every morning that you get up you know to realize I'm gonna embrace Christ today and I'm gonna embrace what he wants to do today
1: you know for sure um man just ah this christmas i mean i'm gonna be with family and sometimes that can be the kind of family who uh doesn't want to be provoked with Mm -hmm. questions or Mm -hmm. um just won't receive necessarily even even some of them who are christian um sometimes people around the holidays just your emotions get amplified yeah so like, if, if there's any hurt or bitterness, mm-hmm. um, man, just, I've definitely experienced in the past, I, I've kind of lived all over the country, but people who, their hurt and sometimes bitterness just really come out around the holidays. Mm-hmm. But I think what really just disarms people who are identifying with those emotions in themselves mm-hmm. is when they see what real life... Or real light looks like. Yeah. And we definitely get to be that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm thinking about the song The Little Drummer Boy right now. Mm-hmm. And when The Little Drummer Boy, like, I don't know what his life looked like. I'm sure if you read the song, it goes into little details about what his life might have looked like. But when he came and saw what the real light of the world looks like, mm-hmm. he was never the same. And he was prepared to give all he had to partake in that light. Mm-hmm. And that's just super cool to me. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the question I'm asking is, is because, like I said, I've, I've grown up this, this way and now it's kind of empty to me. So how do I raise my family like future children like how do i get them to like understand that it is like it's about christ Mm -hmm. it's about like this amazing gift that god gave us and like where do we where do we take it from there like Mm -hmm. yes family like that's also an, an amazing gift and so like to to learn how to cherish and and love family properly and and that kind of stuff that's that's important yeah um, but then there there's also this aspect of gift giving and like <laughs> like I don't want my kids to just grow up like it's christmas I get a whole bunch yeah. of gifts you know I like in the next box yeah like <laughs> like I want this and 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 just because it's christmas yeah. because because you deserve gifts because it's christmas <laughs> yeah. like that's not really how it goes. You, you get gifts because I'm, I'm a, a loving father. I'm, you you know, get yeah. gifts because Jesus was birthed in a tree, <laughs> <laughs> on a tree. And yeah, like that it, tree. like it's honestly like there's this mindset in me that like I get gifts on Christmas, and it's, uh, it's been birthed out of this tradition. Yeah, and it's like like I don't want to not give my kids present on christmas mm-hmm. like it's not about not giving them gifts but it's about teaching them the value and the
1: mm-hmm. well something I, I learned this quite recently and this is something i want to start practicing by recently i mean about a week ago i kind of figured this out <laughs> but um it's kind of whose story are we whose who, whose story we're living defines how we're going to see things like that and what's interesting is um In um, Greek and in Greek, time in Greek times, like two thousand years ago, like they had their calendar and the holidays, the days that they observed told their story. Okay. in America the uh, the holidays we observe tell our story the 4th of July and Veterans Day and Memorial Day and Christmas and Easter is in there mm-hmm. which which shows that um we as a country have definitely identified or at least adopted aspects of the Christian story mm-hmm. and we definitely say God bless America and we know yeah. that we're a blessed nation and all that kind of stuff which is good that that's just a inherent belief that goes through uh, America The other calendar you could live is the Hallmark calendar, I almost feel like. Like, whose story are you living, America's or Hallmark's, Mm -hmm. where it's like, I know these are actual things, but Sweetest Day (laughs) and Valentine's Day and whatever you would do on um, other weird holidays that Hallmark sells cards for and expects you to do things. But what's amazing is there's a Christian story that we can get caught up in. There's the Christ story Mm -hmm. that we get to identify with and has all this meaning to it and that's where like Advent and Ash Wednesday and all those kind of things come in mm-hmm. and I can think back to there was a church that I attended a few years ago who observed Ash Wednesday and there was something just very cool, very special where I, I'm caught up in what this is about and his story becomes my story and now I'm a part of the story and it's not just getting these presents because the, how uh, honestly nationalism and hallmarkism calendars <laughs> will leave you empty yeah. yeah but Christ's story is infinitely satisfying
0: yeah
2: and I mean I think that uh, I think that the thing that's kind of been missing with Christmas as far as you know maybe through some households and homes or you know, whatever you want to, you know, call it. Um, I think it's simply just sitting down and rec- giving Jesus recognition for his birth. Not just, you know, blessing the food with, you know, thank you for Jesus being born and all this stuff. Not, not that kind of stuff. I, I, you know, when I think of the way that I, I want to celebrate Christmas with my, you know, future family in the sense of, you know, raising kids and whatnot... You know, I think of things in the sense that, you know, I want to take a time where, you know, we actually intentionally talk with them about, not talk to them, talk Mm -hmm. with them about Mm -hmm. Jesus's birth and what Jesus's birth did for us. It
1: means God is with us.
2: Exactly. And so, you know, I want, that's what I want for my family. And I think for me personally, it's just being intentional with, having discussion and conversation with that, even when they're two or three years old, have fun with it. I mean I I recently had my birthday and my, my niece was um at the party and you know, I spent a lot of my time just giving her recognition and loving her hmm. um because, you know, she was there and she wanted to experience Uncle John and so I wasn't gonna leave Uncle John out of the picture <laughs> because everybody else was around. I was intentional with her. I I had fun with her. I I talked with her, asked her questions, silly questions. (laughs) And I think that, you know, it applies for, you know, moving forward. Like, when we start asking our kids questions when they're two years old, you know. Oh, what do you think about Jesus? And they'll give some crazy answer. Like, I think he's
1: like pizza. like pizza."
2: (laughs) Like, I mean, it's... It's, it's one of those things where, like, when you get there in the moment, you'll know that you're living out Christ's calling. Because it really, as, as a man, as a a father, you know, one of the things about the father is that he always brings attention to the ultimate father. He mm-hmm. always brings attention to the one in heaven. And so, you know, some of the greatest mothers and spiritual mothers and fathers i have in my life are those kind of people that always bring attention to who's in heaven like who's already won the battle for you and the victory for you and so really i mean when it all comes down to it celebrating christmas christmas you know isn't just a one time a year thing that we celebrate it's something that's every day Mm -hmm. and so but i do i do you know believe that there should be a day as a nation where we all come together and recognize that Jesus was born, <laughs> Jesus gave us hope
1: for this day. It's good. Yeah. You know. So. Absolutely. People see that you're living a different story, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny, because you can tell, if you look at someone, like, you know if someone's a soldier sometimes. You can just see, like, oh my gosh, this person's a soldier. Mm-hmm. Or um, if someone's a businessman or a lawyer, you can kind of almost see the story some people are living. Mm-hmm. And ours is different and ours is unique and when jesus was on this earth people saw that he was living something different and to some it was threatening and to some he whisked them away in it and called the fishermen to just run around with him and do the crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and live the crazy story but it's cool because since it's our story people can't say, well, that didn't happen. Like, I could be around the table this Christmas and sharing, like, what God's done throughout the year and what mm-hmm. God did for me, and I'm grabbing hold of this story that God was with me and that this crazy thing happened and this amazing thing happened and this changed my life and this person's life. Mm-hmm. And they, the people in my family can't deny, the, like, my story. Like, I, I hope they wouldn't call me a liar. I hope that they... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's... It's an interesting time of the year because, like you said, there, you know, there are people that are bitter towards the holidays or are, you know, hurt towards the holidays. And a lot of times it's just simply because, you know, family decided to reject them or not acknowledge them or not lift them up. And so, you know, one of the things I think that's great that is happening in our church this year is that, you know, we're extending you know, opportunities for people who don't have family or maybe Uh do have family that don't really like them that much Uh to go ahead and spend Christmas with somebody that does want them there, you know, (laughs) an open invitation. And I think, you know, it's like what we've talked about on the podcast here is like we're churches, it's a place for the broken. It's a place for people who, you know, need healing that they can receive their healing. And I think that Christmas is the greatest excuse to do something like that. Christmas is the greatest <laughs> excuse to encourage people and love people. And even though, you know, there are people out there that are, you know, kind of vicious with their shopping and their sales and getting what they need, you know, everybody <laughs> is getting something to be generous, you know, to be, yeah. you know, to be yeah. um to give joy, you uh-huh. know. And whether you're saved or not, that's what's happening on that day. Someone is being generous and giving joy. And that's what Jesus wanted with his birth. Jesus wanted, you know, men to come together so that we could be joyful and happy in him and in his presence. And I love what, you know, just the birth of Jesus Christ gave us this ability. In in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, it says... You know, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others of his great... Or just as the others... But God... for by grace you have been saved through faith and not or in that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works not of works lest any one should boast for we are his workmanship created in christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them you know it's like the birth of jesus christ gave us all of that inheritance yeah. gave us all of that promise that big massive gift of salvation and so it's like I, I, I believe that the church is coming into a season where we no longer celebrate the birth of Christ just by simply opening a present but we celebrate the birth of Christ just by simply loving him every single day and loving the people around us mm-hmm. every single day you know yeah. jesus's birth was the greatest excuse to get together one time a year and love each other but what does it look like when we do that every day of the year
0: yeah you
2: know and i think that's where god's moving us in the season of our lives is where he's moving us to where we are loving each other every day of the year mm-hmm. and having community every day of the year
1: for sure um something i realized uh generosity Mm -hmm. just kills any semblance you think you might have Mm -hmm. of an old man or of a flesh or of a sin nature. It Mm -hmm. just kills it. Mm -hmm. When you're being generous like, first of all, you realize that you don't lack anything and you're being like Christ. And I mean that's just such a big part of what Christmas is and what the Incarnation did. But real quick, I wanted to share a story. Earlier this week, I have a friend who is so cool Um, he's just I love people who didn't necessarily grow up in church Mm -hmm. and are just so raw and childlike Mm -hmm. in some ways and even if they're a little rough around the edges sometimes Mm -hmm. um, but my buddy he was an alcoholic a long time ago and the way he tells it he hurt a lot of people Mm -hmm. and I was sitting with him at one point this week and he started to tell me um, first of all he asked me what does Christmas mean to you? and I was like oh gosh I haven't gotten that question in a long time and I was just thinking if that's changed or not he's like well hold on I want to tell you a story I'm like okay cool yeah this is super inception right now I'm telling a story within a story within a story (laughs) super meta so um, my friend he tells me that he's at a step in AA, mm-hmm. where I guess it's they have a certain number of steps you go through, and he's at a step that has to do with uh, forgiveness and making amends and mm-hmm. reparations and paying people back or something to that effect, or making up for what you'd done to people you might have hurt. Yeah. And I, I don't know a ton about it. I don't know what step it is or anything like that, but he's just started to tell me stories about people he paid back that he had either just kind of either stolen money from or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. But he didn't just pay him back. He gave him double. And he felt so good after. And like just repairing these relationships Mm -hmm. and the generosity just increased with each one. And the joy he had just increased with each one. And it really is a healing thing. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, so back to my question, what does Christmas mean to you? And I'm like... Well right now it means peace on earth, like making peace in my world, mm-hmm. in your world, and goodwill towards men. Mm-hmm. Which we're able to do that because we have God with us and it's so cool. Yeah. So my friend is going around just making amends and restoring these relationships mm-hmm. and yep. righting wrongs. Mm-hmm. And as he's doing it, just this generosity is just growing. And, yeah, it's it's
0: good. That, that blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. We're getting close on time here. I wanted to bring up what you had said earlier before we were recording about Jesus as a man. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's bring that up because that's, that's really the ultimate thing about this gift of Christmas is Jesus came... He's 100% God, he's full deity,
1: <laughs>
0: and he came as a baby so that he could be 100% man. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you said something awesome about that earlier.
1: Um, boy, the 100%, 100% part? Or, okay, yeah. well, anyway, um, man, Jesus came, God came as man and dwelt among us. This blows my mind. Like, it's a mystery that God can be 100% God and 100% man and walk among us doesn't make sense it's true yes. Um, Paradox. God, Jesus, yes paradoxes are the best I'm just thriving in these right now the tension of these but like Jesus bled and he cried and I mean it's not like when you cut him open just glory light shone out of him there was blood that came out and when he cried he cried real tears and he pooped Jesus pooped not in the bible but I, I believe it <laughs> It's like how Jack Bauer, never they never show him pooping on 24. I mean, in 24 hours, you have to go to the bathroom at some point. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> I digress. So, the thing is, um, some people are offended by this notion, but I, I have held this, I've i held this—I've on to this for the last year. I read it in the book, When Heaven Invades Earth. This changed my life. In the first or second chapter, Bill Johnson um, says, whether you like him or not, Bill Johnson talks about how Jesus came as 100% God and 100% man. But when he did miracles and he lived life, he did it as 100% man. He did it as a man in right relationship with his father, living a sinless life, fully empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? Mm -hmm. And when he was cut, he bled. And when he was sad, he cried. And I'm sure he used the bathroom. But the thing is, is that if Jesus did these miracles as 100% God, we have no reason to live up to this expectation to do what he modeled for us. We have no reason to believe that we can heal the sick or have authority or, really, or, or go to the bathroom or do any of those things. But because Jesus did these things as a man in right relationship with his Father, fully empowered by the Holy Spirit, lived a sinless life because of what christ did on the cross he died every man's death what i'm reading right now is in uh, colossians 1 and hebrews 2 and a ton of other verses out there in the bible about god as the perfect man the vicarious man just all this cool stuff what are we we're people who because of what jesus did are counted as blameless and righteous and sinless in god's eyes who are fully empowered by the holy spirit and given all authority and who are in right relationship with our Father. So that's good news. That's really good news. That's the good news of what the Incarnation did. And God is with us, and he'll never leave us or forsake us. And that's the good news. That's the Gospel. That's what the Incarnation means. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's so good, because, I mean, I've had... Recently I had a conversation with somebody about that where... They said that, you know, Bill Johnson had said that he believed that Jesus was only 100% man and not 100% God. And so it's, wow. it's funny when you bring that up because, you know, it just shows the importance that we need to invest in getting our facts and our resources right. You know, because when it's taken from just a snippet, it can seem like such a big lie and such a big um, deal, you know, to people. And so it's like, you know, all of these things, I had this conversation with this person, all these things that they said to me, I did my research in a matter of five minutes. Everything that they said was just, you know, basically thrown out the window Mm -hmm. because what, what, what they had said about Bill Johnson or any big, you know, you know, pastor out there, you know, was untrue because they were you know given information from other people and i always i i live by this statement because it's true secondhand information is always wrong
1: yeah good
2: (laughs) it's always wrong if you want to know the truth you have to go and invest in knowing and getting Hmm. to know the truth it's like you know we talked about this earlier earlier today because one of our our teachers in school had said this before but you know you don't you don't know that a counterfeit $100 bill is a counterfeit because you studied the lies. You know that the counterfeit is a counterfeit because you studied the truth. And so it's like taking the time to invest in knowing the truth is 100% worth it. Uh-huh. Because that's some, that's not information that you get from secondhand, a secondhand individual.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You get your information straight from the source, you know? And so, I don't know. Just wanted to
1: bring that up. Good. Yeah. 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 I've definitely had similar conversations recently where, Mm -hmm. boy, even just the subject of the incarnation, um, people who have said things like, well, God did not become man because man is so sinful and God can't become sin. and Purely evil. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's, it comes from your view. Like your view of what you believe your origin is, Mm -hmm. of who you believe you belong to and who you're identifying with. If you believe your origin is Adam, Mm -hmm. then you're going to believe you're depraved and sinful and all those things. And I know we're wrapping up, but if you know that your origin is the firstborn overall creation from the foundation before the foundations of the world, which is Christ, that's your origin. And that changes your story, and that's the story I want to get caught up in. And that's how I want to know who I am and to identify with. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I want to just end with this, is that one of my favorite leaders in my life said this. He said, whatever God is doing, I want to be right smack dab in the middle of it. I don't want to be just before it or just after it. I want to be right in the middle of it.
1: I heard Bono say that. Well... (laughs)
2: <laughs> Maybe Bono did say it, but one of the leaders of my life said it, so I adopted it, okay?
0: John knows Bono. He yeah, I putting know that Bono. Out there. You're going to have to hook me up. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. Anyways. Uh... Well, thanks for listening, guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas, guys. Peace. And we'll see you in January. Woo! Yep. Yeah.